Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Robbie Motter of Diva Strategy for Success. Every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we share strategies, and whether it's for your personal life or your um, on your business life, on things that other people are experiencing and. Hopefully, you will pick up something that they've said to help you in your journey of life and your business. Uh, today, my guest is Sheila Caruso. Sheila is uh, has spent many years in corporate America, and since 2003, she's been self-employed doing Avon and her Sheila's uh, Showcase business. And this has been pretty, um, you know, in our lives, different things happen and we have to be able to get through them. Uh, so this year, it's been a really rough year for her, and I wanted her to share some of the things she's had to face, and we'll talk about how she's gotten through it, because many of us also face these same kind of things from time to time. Welcome, Sheila, to the show. This has been a rough year for you. What are some of the things you had to face in your personal life and in business this year? Uh, the death of my son, he was 35 years old. He died of just heart failure. Also, five uh, weeks later, exactly, my brother's son, uh, Alan, uh, died. And I also had two car accidents. So it was not been a very good year, but I am trying to stay strong. And in my business life, uh, for a while, I couldn't work my business, but I'm now getting back to it. So uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, how are you? How are you able to keep everything going during your son's illness? How long was he ill, and what was the, what were some of the problems that he was having? He started passing out, and they couldn't figure out what it was. They went into the hospital, and they gave him uh, medication and bloated him up. He still kept passing out. A year later, they found out that he had congestive heart failure. Twenty percent of his heart was working. And what? So what, how many times was he in the hospital? He about 12 times. 12 times. And how long was he in each time? Five to six days. Wow. And, uh, was he living at home when all this happened, or was he living well, at home? Well, actually, he had to stay in the hotel for a little while, and I did stay with him. And then we got him into a home with another family. He rented a room. And uh, was that close to you or far from you, or...? We were on Dare Ranch, and that was in Orange. It wasn't too far. And did you always know immediately when something went wrong, when he had one of those spells or something like well, that? Sometimes you couldn't get a hold of him on a cell phone. He'd either lose it or be on the bed. Uh, or he'd be in the hospital and we find out later. So how did you? what did you do to keep yourself sane during this tough time of him in a hospital, out of a hospital, uh, not knowing, you know, what the next step would be? It's extremely tough. Um, I tried to stay busy, uh, tried to figure out where he was. Uh, we were in the uh, process of moving. There was all kinds of things going on, and it was just it was real tough. But uh, we had to do it. And uh, sometimes I'd come back from somewhere, I'd go to the hospital, and see his truck there, and we was in there, kind of thing. So it was it was just it was a real hard hard time. This was your only child and only son, right? Right. That's pretty tough. Um, as your son, as you said, as your son was uh, ill, you were planning to move. Why were you all planning to move? 
we were going to move together. We were going to ground level so he could move in with us because it wasn't working out with the family he was living with. He laid on the floor for eight hours and yelled for them for mercy and never did anything. So we got him out of there. We were going to move him. And he ended up in the, he ended up in the hospital. And the doctor said that he was going to die. And then my son told us that accident, which later he was dead. Um, but what happened is, three days he was brought to our house, and he passed away in the place where we were living. It was a two-bedroom senior place. So what we did is we went ahead and moved because we, didn't, we couldn't stay there, which is hard to do. Just Every time we walked in the living room, we remember him there passing away. So we did move to the three-bedroom, which we did make his room a guest room now. We do have that. Um, the the other thing is, during the time you were planning your moves, you were also planning a funeral. Is that true? Correct. We, we moved in, um, planning and moving June 1st, and he passed away June, uh, June 9th. And my husband was paying three rents, the house he was in, the house we, apartment we were in, and the other apartment. And, um, and then, meanwhile, then you had to also take care of putting together a funeral as well. Right. And so how did you keep it all together during that? You know, most people collapse and they're not able to get things done. How were you able to do that? Stayed strong and remembered spending time with my son. And he said, I love you, Mommy. And I said, I love him. And I always remembered him knowing and saying that he always wants to stay strong. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to stay busy because he would like that. And also he did say that he didn't think, he didn't like the idea that he was going to die before his parents was really fast, but he knew, and um, it was hard. Like I said, he went in the hospital on Saturday and passed away the following Saturday. But, um, but towards the end, you were trying to have him do some of the things he wanted to do. What were some of the things he... Well, I was going to, to go to an angel game, so I was going to take kids into an angel game. And I also wanted on my bucket list to go to uh, Alaska. and a cruise, and I was going to take him there, too, but he never did make it. And also you made sure when he asked, even though he was really, really sick, he wanted a shower and things like that, yeah. right? Uh, the three days he was there, uh, my husband was gone, and he asked to take a shower, so I got him. He got up, took a shower, got dressed, and went back to bed. My husband didn't believe that he did do that, but he did. And then the next day we were eating dinner, and my son picked up food with his hands, and my son, my husband yelled at him. Well, yeah, those things happen. Um, how was your husband handling the loss? Um, he remembers places going places, like um, places that we go together or places that he went with him. You know, he'd remember, and then he'd be hard for him to go. But then we cheesecake factory used to go to with him every Sunday. We finally went back. And what's odd is there's a wait, waiter there. He's Italian, like we are. And he hadn't been there for three months, and he came back that day, and we were able to tell him they couldn't believe it. Yeah, and didn't you also find somebody on Facebook that went to school with your son that had no idea also that he had passed? Yeah, he had one of his best friends, Jimmy Beebe. Um, he didn't know, so I told him that uh, he had passed and he didn't know it. So I guess a lot of people in that, you know, in his genre, I guess, didn't know. So what advice would you give to others that might be facing the same things that you face? Because a lot of times what happens is people, when they have a loss, they just, um, you know, like I know one woman, her husband died eight years ago, and she still can't give away some clothes. So what what would you say to others that might, you know, you can't live everybody's life, but what one or two things would you say that worked for you that might help others? What we did is we went to the, we cleaned out his room. That was really hard. 
We cleaned out his truck, which is real hard. And we cleaned out our storage, which is really hard. And what I would say is stay strong. Just remember that they're in a better place. They're not in pain anymore. And God, and there's a reason for everything, and they're with God, and God does have a reason for everything that happens. And so my feeling is um, just remember that, that they're with God now. So that's what I'm saying. And they're not hurting anymore. Um, uh, didn't you also donate his truck to some charity because you felt that that would be something you Yeah, we were going to take the truck and, and take it to somewhere else and sell it. But remember how Robert liked um, PBS? So we're going to call PBS. What is PBS? Public Broadcast System. Oh, okay. We really like that program. So we did it. We donated to them, and the money, when they sell the truck, the money will go toward programs for the PBS, like like Sesame Street and that kind of stuff. Oh, that was good. Your son also was a very uh, great artist. Well, he, oh, he, my cousin has a painting of um, Soprano, the Soprano guy in his room. He also sold two paintings. He's very, very talented, very talented. Well, he's probably up in heaven, maybe. So on a lighter note, tell me about your businesses that you do and, um, you know, how you got into them and, where you know, and what you like about being in those businesses. Okay, I, I'm an Avon Independent Sales Representative. I've been there since 2007. Uh, before then, I did 2002 to 2006. I sold jewelry. So I've been um, self-employed for about since 2003. Um, I love Avon. Uh, I like I like the prices. I like the um, they're inexpensive. They're real good. There's clothes and shoes, and I have customers that either like makeup or like jewelry or like clothes, and I kind of like that because it keeps it kind of you know. Those they are the things. They also have purses, shoes. purses, shoes, all kinds of things. And then my other business, Sheila Showcase Jewelry Design, where I can make your home look like your haven. That one that I. Like I said, my house now, I can redecorate. So having a new place, I can redecorate it. So that's kind of nice. How did you get the talent to know about the beauty of decorating and where things go and how colors come together? Um, very artistic and very creative, which I think my son got it from me. Not bad. <laughs> he got it from me because I like color and I like I kind of visualize things going places, like in certain places go and color and stuff. Do you enjoy doing homes or offices or, or, or model homes the best? Which which would be, if you had your choice, which would you prefer to do? I'd probably like to do a home or office because the people work in the office a lot, and I think that would, they would put, like, they'd like to go home to their office and work. wouldn't be cluttered. They would be all organized. And, of course, I would go with what they, you know, the direction they'd want to go. So, in other words, you sit down and you ask the, what it is they like and what colors, and you get a feel for who they are. Right. These exactly. are you. It's not just your idea. No. You get to know the person. And um, and how, how did you decide to do this business? Because I've always liked decorating. I've always liked color. I like I said, I visualize things. Oh, that's good. Um, what are you looking forward to doing in the future in relation to your business and your personal life? I like to get a little more, I don't want to say with my husband. He claimed that he was going to leave me, and I'm thinking, my husband's gone and the son's gone, not good. So um, I don't know what's going on with that, but i still got to work on the husband, because I just don't understand. No, it could be. 
the strength, a lot of strength. It could be the strength or something like that. Sure, strength. You've been married how many years? 41 years. 41 years. So, yeah. you know, sometimes they say women go through changes of life, but I think sometimes men go through that themselves. I think so, too. Um, so what what do you want to do in, in the future for your business? Where do you see your business going? What what would you like to have happen? I'd like to grow my Haven business. Um, um, in which way? Online, my uh, website. And what is that website? www.youravon.com backward slash S. Caruso. And spell Caruso. C-A-R-U-S-O. Okay, repeat that www.youravon.com S. Caruso. And that's the slash. slash. S. Caruso, okay. And what about your uh, Sheila Showcase? Do you have a website for that? www.sheilashowcase.com Okay, so they can go there. And um, what is an email that if they wanted to Send you an email that they get to you. Sheila S H E I L A A Caruso C A R U S O at ymail dot com. Okay, why don't you repeat it again? Sheila S H E I L A A Caruso at ymail dot com. Uh, what is um what um what are you doing that's fun? What is it? What is why is it fun to you? Well, I've been going to nappy meetings, which I enjoy. Get a lot of conversation with women. And what is NAFI? National Association of Female Executives has about 660 women, and it's uh, it's women's hearts, which I really like because I need that right now. And uh, how long have you been a member of that group? About four or five years. I see. And what other things? Because I think you do other things well. I'm in one of the RBN meetings, which is relationship building network. And where are they located? So they do in like Orange County where I live. Uh-huh. They do um meetings and lunches and stuff and it's men and women. That was men and women um, good. And they do they have speakers? They have speakers and Nappy also has excellent speakers. And um I under and what are you doing for fun? I mean, oh, aren't you also doing some things with Two chambers as well. Yeah, I also I go to breakfasts with the San Juan Castrano um, Chamber, and I've also been volunteering for the uh, Menifee Valley Chamber of Commerce. And what do you like about doing that? I like the people. Uh, I like business people. I like talking to them, networking with them. And if, if you find that keeping busy like that has a way of keeping your mind off things that's happening in your life. That's totally uh, what it is. Staying busy, um, doing, you know, doing things I like to do, uh, doing fun things, doing networking. You also have a heart for giving back. I mean, I know for a fact that if somebody asks you to help them or volunteer, you're one of the first to be there. Have you always been that way in your life? Yes, I have. Uh, did you? Was your mother or your family that way? No. <laughs> So you just picked it up. I think I picked it up. Well, how many? How many? Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? I have three brothers. I mean, three sisters, one brother, and my brother. I said lost his son. He was thirty years old. He lost him five weeks from my son. So he's going through the same thing I am. And I'm so glad that my the grandparents are living because they've lost two grandsons. Wow. Yeah. And then you also have a sister that's been 
has breast cancer. My younger sister has Wagner's and breast cancer. My middle sister has uh, back problems. She got uh, hit by a thing. She's been in a wheelchair since she was 23. She has all kinds of medical problems. And they live up in the Washington. My sister lives in um, Surprise, Arizona, the baby sister with breast cancer. My other sister lives in Portland, Oregon. My brother lives in Washington. And I have a sister, an older sister that lives in Huntington Beach. So then did you do it, you know, have you done any traveling this year? Have you, um, prior to your son being ill, did you go anywhere exciting? I went to visit my friend Linda in Southern Illinois for a week. I've known her probably 20 years. And any other trips, any other trips you'd like to take? I'd like to go to Hawaii. Uh-huh. I said I'd like to go on the last cruise, which I said I was going to take my son, but can't. And he also wanted to go on Angel Games, so I'd like to go on Angel Games. I see. Um, I remember one of the items that you had in your bucket list was to sing in front of an audience. Um, how did you accomplish that, and how did you feel when you did that? Well, I've been doing karaoke at Boston Billy's in Menifee every Friday night. I've been going as many times as I can go, and I like the mic, and I've been trying new songs, and I'm trying to up my voice, and I think I've gotten better. And you have fun doing it. How do you feel when you're doing that? I feel good. People look up and dance, kind of sing in front of the song, and it kind of makes me feel good. Um, did you um, did you feel scared the first time you did that? Actually, no. I'm surprised I didn't. You weren't nervous or anything? No, I wasn't nervous. So what are the key things? So many times um, people don't like to do things because they're scared of taking that step, but you... It was something you always wanted to do, and you had an opportunity, and you did it. And I've heard you sing, and you have, each time you perform, you are better than you were when you first started. And you're learning new types of music as well. So what um, what do you, um, what is one of the newest things in your bucket list? I'd like to get a little dachshund. Just to have one, uh, doxy. She passed away. She was 16 years old. I see. And um, don't you have some new pet you just recently got? Yeah. I was given a, a little beta fish, a beautiful blue and purple beta fish from my friend, Robbie. And uh, I called him Anthony. That was my son's middle name. And how is the fish doing in its new environment? Loving it. Every time I come by it, it kind of like jumps around and stuff. It's real good. No, you, you. And then also I got a... Uh, a rose tree and two gardenia plants from Robbie, which she didn't want to send a plant that would pass away like my son, so these are going to live. My husband was out in Mars every day, and they're, they're really beautiful. So um, aren't you planning some trips this year? I'd like to go to San Diego for a couple of days, and I think next year I'm um, going to a Menifee Chamber birth, uh, birthday party during Mardi Gras, uh, first of... Uh, February, and then I think I'm going to go to um, Hawaii. And don't you have some other friends that you're going to visit or people? Uh, like, your, aren't you going to Arizona maybe? Or your I might. Well, my sister Pam is supposed to come November in November to visit to stay with us because uh, my son is going to be remembered on All Souls Day, which is November second. They're going to sing his name because he was um, his service was at Sacred Heart Church in Redmond. And um, 
You know, it's wonderful. You know, a lot of people I know, I ask a lot of people, what is in your bucket list? And people say, I don't know. But I think we all need something in our bucket list. Do you agree? I totally agree. I remember once, I was always asking everybody, uh, once you asked me, what is in your bucket list? And I said, I want an over-the-wall Maltese um, doll and... um, that would be white female, a couple of years old, and a couple of days later, one of my vendors called me and she said, "I have that dog. She's yours, and she's just been a joy." So, you know, if you don't have something on a bucket list, you really need to do it. If you've ever seen the movie The Bucket List, um, why is it that we wait till we get either older or we're going to die or we're sick to suddenly realize the things that we want to do? I think we need to live our life every day, and live it to its fullest. Because you know what? We never know whether we're going to be here tomorrow to do it. Do you agree? I totally agree. My son is 35. I mean, my nephew's is 30. It's like, you know, every day you wake up, be thankful that God gave it to you. Every birthday that you have, people go, I don't want to turn 40. Well, guess what? There's an alternative to turn 40. That's right. Every day that God gives you to live, that's the way you should live. Right. And it's just like, um, you know, the world is going through lots of changes right now. People are losing their jobs. But I always think that maybe it's an opportunity to learn something new, learn a new trade, look for um, something that there is no decline in, um, you know, in letting people go. For instance, the health field seems to be really getting bigger. So maybe look at what kind of opportunities are there for, if you've been in in an office environment, a lot of the big health corporations um, will have huge offices. In fact, um, I had the opportunity this morning to speak for a huge company that has over 1,700 employees, and it's a health company. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that. And the other thing is the funeral business. People are dying, and there's no, you know, whether we like it or not, they are going to continue to die. So you want to look at something where there is um, an opportunity that are looking for people. It may not be what you've done your whole life, but sometimes we have to shift into something new. We have to get out of our comfort zone. Have you ever felt been pushed out of your comfort zone? No, I had to go pick up the casket for my son's funeral. I walked in, bought it, baby blue, my son. Right. Blue. It just, it, it was weird. Because I haven't gone, a lot of the cruises have passed away. Never gone there, but this time I did go. I went through all the possible things. And now we're making him a, a plaque with his picture and his EMT and his um, art palette on the marble. Oh, that's good. going to go on his, up on his. What about um, in in business or in, have you ever had to step out of your comfort zone in business? And if so, what what was it? What did you do? And what made you step out? Like starting to shoot a showcase interior design, I was going to step out. Because I um, realized that nothing's happened yet. I like to get going. In fact, I wouldn't mind doing mobile homes. I mean, uh, model homes too. Right, and um, I think that I think why do you think people don't step out in uh, out of their comfort zone? I think they get afraid. Actually, when I was going to give you 
thing when we worked for when I worked for Premier Jewelry. We used to go up in malls and go to women and have to tell them to put your jewelry beautiful, you know, and talk to them about Premier Jewelry. That was kind of like out of your zone because you had to go to the mall and talk to people. But what I noticed, I went to a uh, coffee the other day and this girl walked in late, and I said, you know, they went around the room and asked everybody what they did, and she walked in and I said, she needs to um, talk. So she talked. What happened, she ended up going to our NAPI meeting, and she ended up joining it. So it was like... So, again, yeah. it's about asking. Yeah, it's only asking about showing up. About right. Have you, um, are you showing up more now and, and enjoying it more than not worrying about, you know, you know who's going to be there or... Do you find that when you show up, there's always somebody you were supposed to meet or something you were supposed to learn? Totally. Yes. Like I said, that um, the Panera Bread, it ended up being the lady that uh, opened Panera Bread, and I might be able to go to their opening, so that's kind of cool. Right. And uh, I know um, every time, to me, showing up is like the treasure map. Every time you show up, there's always a treasure to meet or find. And even when you go through conflict or sadness in your life, there's always someone that's there for you that you meet that suddenly becomes your friend. Maybe they've shared the same thing or they can help you through the journey. I know, as you know, I went through since September uh, some cancer situation. But along the way, I've become stronger and I've learned uh, more about that we must live our life every day because, like, you you know, there may not be a tomorrow. And when we have an opportunity to do something, we should just step and go do it and not think about it. I think sometimes what happens, people try to analyze everything, and then they talk themselves out of doing things. Um, Do you ever analyze uh, something you're supposed to do and then it ends up that, oh, I better not do it, or do you ever do that? I try not to do it. It's... uh and then you have people that try to say you can't do it, don't listen to them. If you know you can do it, do it. Well, I think nothing is possible. That's right. Um, because reason for everything. Right. Look at those, I mean, the Olympics. Look at what they've accomplished. Wow, unbelievable. It's just been amazing. And, you know, they've had to work hard. And, and they, you know, like some of them, like watching some of them, they may be only a half a second out from winning the gold. One little foot. One little foot. Yeah. Yet, You know, they're not discouraged. They say, okay, I'll be back in four years, and I'm going to win it then. And even um, those girls that were playing the beach um, volleyball, even when they were behind, they knew in their hearts that they were the best and that they would be, and then they ended up winning the goal. So I think a lot of it is that we must see ourselves winning instead of, saying, well, maybe, or, you know, it's a choice of words sometimes. It's, um, I will do this, or or instead of saying, well, maybe I'll do this. When we use powerful words, more things start to happen. And um, I've always seen that you have stayed, I mean, I'm really proud of you, because through this whole ordeal, you have stayed really strong. You've still been there. You still fulfill the things that you said you were going to do, you didn't use any of it as an excuse because you felt that, I think you said that you felt that your son would want you to be out there enjoying life, not staying home, grieving him. Yeah. Some people, like my sister has a friend that their son died 
um, eight years ago, still wears black and is locked herself in her house and depressed. Then it's just you don't want to be depressed if it's not good for your health and it gives you all the health problems. That's why I'm staying strong. Yeah, and you still have days that are yes, absolutely tough for you. It's not yes. that you have gone off and forgotten. You have wonderful memories, and I think what you said is that you're trying to do what he would want you to do. Exactly. Continue yeah. living. Yeah. And that's great. And so you can actually become an inspiration for others. And that's, that's, and that's kind of why we chose this topic today, because most of the time, People don't want to talk about this. It was even when I was sharing my cancer ordeal. People didn't, you know, women would come to me and say, oh, my God, how could you share that? I I went to cancer and I didn't want anybody to know. But, you know, sometimes when we share these journeys, we're helping someone else. Someone might just be listening that has just lost and they they want to... They don't know what to do. So I think that you are an inspiration to them to keep going. Think about the person that they've lost. What would that person want for them? And um, I think your son said to you that he wanted you to... What what did he say to you? Well, the day before he died, he said, I love you, Mommy. I said, I love you, too. And he said that I want you to go on living. I said, I will, Rob. So each time you do something, you're thinking about him and you can look up and say, you know, I'm, my son is there watching down on me and sure. taking care of me to make me safe. Sure. Well, I think you have a great journey up. And let's repeat your website again, your Avon one at www.youravon.com slash S. Caruso, www.sheelashowcase.com. So if you want to help Sheila, go to her website, and uh, she said she wants to build her Avon business. And tune in with us next week. We have an incredible, our guest is going to be Tracy Hawkins, I mean, sorry, Terry Hawkins. Terry was uh, the Australian number one speaker for many years. She is an author, and she is incredible, and she now lives in the U.S., and she's going to be sharing some wonderful tips with us. You will love her. And the week on uh, October 30, uh, August 23rd, we are going to have a woman who makes women's high heels. And on August 30th, we're going to have someone else that keeps us happy and laughing. So also, also, if you'd like to be a guest on my show, send me an email, armoder at AOL.com, and tell me what you'd like to talk about. Well, the show's over, Sheila, so thank you, and we'll talk soon.